0: Hey Hey, everybody, everybody. welcome to Black Black Girls Inc. Inc. I'm your girl, Sister Goose, and as always, I have here with me my lovely co-host, my mother. Sugar Mama. And today, Mom, you already know what I am. I'm so excited about our interview today because Mm. today we're going to have a woman tell us about her book that is going to change the way people see everything that's going on in America today with okay. our people. Okay. So please help me welcome Chantel Jennings. Hey, hey. girl Hey everyone Hey, welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Hey I'm so glad to have you here with us Chantel. Yes, yes.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: You are so uh, welcome. So can you tell everyone your book title and what it's about?
1: Um, My book is called A Relentless Decade Um, It's about social injustice Slavery and how we as Americans Can become the change
0: Mm. I love that Okay I I love your book how you're Giving us a piece of our history And you're showing us to where it is to now And how we need to start Changing things for the better For us now and for the next generation To come so I, I congratulate And commend you for that thank you you are so welcome mm-hmm. and just so y'all know this gotta be a good book because I do my homework mm-hmm. and she got some <laughs> good reviews on your book already mm-hmm. on Amazon so thank you you really are changing lives out there I see with your book I even see in a, a woman comment and said that it really made her reflect on her as a black woman and how she came to tears after reading
1: your book. And I thought that was just powerful. Right. And, you know, actually, that woman that said that, she was actually a white woman.
0: Oh. oh damn. So it made, so
1: what's she that? if she read it and she understood her I wrote about it, you know, that's how you know that it's starting to, uh, people are starting to see, you know, what's what and what needs to be done
0: that's that's what's up so i look i apologize i said she was a black woman look at that she was a white woman go ahead you changing people's eyes up in this world girl with your words how does that feel
1: it feels great i mean it feels it's still a lot to do but you know just with the with people realizing you know there is social injustice for black people in that they're needs to be a change you know it's an amazing feeling that you know people are starting to really see what's what instead of being stuck in the old times are in their heads, you know like right. there's
0: nothing wrong and etc etc because there is
1: something wrong it's been yeah. going on for years now mm, that's deep give her a snap Mom, again yeah. give her another snap yeah. for yeah.
0: that we snap when we're doing <laughs> something on this show so my my next question is what made you write this book?
1: Like, how did this book call you to write it? Um, actually, how I came up with this book is, um, I guess like this whole year, um, from the events that's happened as far as um, situations with um, African Americans, um, like the, the situation with Ahmaud Arbery that happened in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, he got killed basically in broad daylight by mm-hmm. two um white men and with another one recording um mm. because they assumed that he was um, a burglar and, um, when he was just jogging in the neighborhood so they shot him multiple yes. times
0: yes and I love how she explained about her book saying that she's not just doing it to say that all black people aren't treated right she's saying we can all treat each other better I love how she said right. that But she just wants to open up your eyes that the justice system is not fair to everyone, especially black people. And that's what she wants to make you realize. I love how she made that known that she's not saying that it's just black people who are mistreated. She agrees that every race have their own issues. But when it comes to the justice system, as black people, we have no chance. There's no fairness for us.
1: I absolutely agree that. It's, I, I did, again in my book I also make sure I put in there that you can be an asshole in any color so it, it, yes. it's not just black people but as far as the justice system for black people it is a problem because the, just, the justice system is not equal for black people like it is for everyone else it's really not
0: yes I love that saying that she said look I'm a Christian I ain't gonna repeat it but I love how <laughs> you said that <laughs> cause that's right. true. That's true. There is some black people, and I'm just speaking from my experience, older black people for me that I've seen that are just as nasty as people are to us, to them, Right. when they did nothing. And and it could be a wonderful white person, you know, who's cool with black people and everything, but they sometimes just misjudge them, too, because of other white Mm -hmm. people. That's absolutely true. So, yes. My next question is, what do you want people to get after reading your book? What do you hope they get after reading your book?
1: Um, I just want people to realize that the justice system needs to be equal for everyone of all races. Not just for white people, not just for Mexicans or Asians or whatever other race, you know, that's out there in the world. It just needs to be equal for everyone. Yeah. And, you know, and not for black people to get treated differently or nothing like that It need, everyone needs to be equal and get treated the same because again you can be an asshole in any color also when you read my book I want you to feel like okay it's broke down into format to where it's for the older generation and the younger so you kind of get a feeling from both ways from slavery and to events that happened over the years to up to now
0: yes and that I- That's another thing that I love that you put. You're helping people understand each stage of -hmm. the black people, each generation. You know what I mean? Because it annoys me, and I'm just talking about me and my generation. It annoys me when older people think that, I know y'all paved the way for me, and I totally respect that. Mm -hmm. But don't make me feel like I still don't have struggles now. Yeah, some things change, changed, but I still have struggles just like you. Now, my struggles are different, and it may not Mm -hmm. be as harsh as it was for you with the dogs chasing me and the hoes on me, but we we have our own issues that we deal with too with our generation, and ours is more of they want to be the undercover sneaky thing where it's not really me being racist, but it is you being racist,
1: and... Mm
0: I just want to say that I really commend you for doing that to help it be known for each stage of the generation. So thank you for
1: that. Right. And I agree with you, you know, as far as, you know, the older people, they do like to bring up, you know, they paved the way for us, which they did. A lot of people did, and I'm really thankful for that as well. But, you know, we're still experiencing the same thing they did, you know, a long time ago. So it's like a repeating... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm repeating cycle. That's why my book is called A Relentless Decade because it's a continuing thing. It's still constant. Nothing has changed.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say I really appreciate you doing that because we are still paying the way for the next generation too. You know what I'm saying? The change is still being made. If we still got so many categories that need to have a first black person, there's still a lot to be done. Right. There is
1: still a lot to be done.
0: Yes. So my next question for you, a little personal: When did you fall in love with writing?
1: Um, to be honest, I would have never thought that I would be an author. Um, I remember telling my husband one day, over in the car, and I said, "You know, I think I want to write a book," and he was like, "Huh? A what?" And I was like, "Yeah." And um, with all this stuff that was going on and. I was just like, you know, I started writing my ideas down and stuff on notepad, you know, most of the things that authors do because they write all this stuff down. And then it it got put together. I reached out to a publisher, um, and she helped me, you know, with my book. And I continue, I want to continue to write, so this won't be my first or my last book. Okay, that's good.
0: See, that's, I think that's so wonderful, and you're the first one we had come on here that actually said, you know, it's something that just came to me. Like, I haven't been doing it for a long time. I didn't think I was going to be an author. But it shows you that writing can catch you at any age. So I oh, love yeah. that it, you shared your story. Go
1: ahead. Um, It was like, you know how sometimes God will give you those signs like, okay, mm-hmm. like um, he'll give you those signs or he'll lead you to the steps that he wants you to follow. So it was just like one of these things I had to do you know I had to come up with that he helped me with so uh, I'm thankful so that's how I got a relentless decade
0: oh that's wonderful let's give a snap to her Mm -mm. yes (laughs) yes sister okay so my next question for you is do you think which I think I answered the question but still you can answer do you think your book will help people get an eye opener to see things differently
1: um, I think it will help people see things differently. But when you read, you know, about social injustice, and it's kind of just put it out to one race because that's the race that it happens to all the time. You kind of gotta have an open heart and an open mind. You kind of you got you gotta want to read nice. to see, you know, how this person is feeling, and how you know what can I do on my end to help this community of people to help seek that change that they want to seek so you gotta, to me I feel like you gotta have an open heart and an
0: open mind. Yeah. yes, that's, that was a good answer I totally agree with you because it's not just an eye opener thing, you're right, they gotta come with it with an open heart, being willing to see things different being willing to see that hey, it could be you, it might not be you, but mm-hmm. it could be you mm-hmm. to make them look at right. themselves so I totally agree with that I think that was a wonderful answer
1: and a lot of people don't realize, you know, things like this that's been happening in our community until, you know, it might happen to one of them. hmm Exactly. And then when it happens, they'll be like, oh, now I see, you know, what they've been, you know, talking about and all this other stuff. Now, you know, now it'll make more sense to them because mm-hmm. it's happened to them.
0: hmm Exactly.
1: But it shouldn't, have to, it shouldn't have to take all that, you know what I'm saying, for that to happen to them, for them to see that it needs to be changed, you know, as far as. Social. Um, I mean, for justice
0: for African Americans. hmm I totally, totally agree with you on that one. So my next question—I I know you probably answered this one too, but I'm still asking you: Do you think okay. your book will help the younger people and the older people better understand each other?
1: Um, I do because I feel like you know with. Um, people that have read um, my book so far, as far as younger and older, you know, I've had it. I've heard from both sides that, you know, you made me really see, you know, I experienced this, you know, back in my day. And that now, you know, you're experiencing this in your day. But even though it didn't happen to you physically or in your family, but it still reflects on us as a, as a whole. You know, because we're, at the end of the day, we're still black. We're still all African-American. So when something happens to one, it happens to all of us. Yes. So, I've heard it from both sides, you know, because it's still, kids are going up and they have to go to school and, um, you know, they get, I don't know, it's just crazy. You're like, it kind of gets I'm me emotional. Right? It gets me emotional at the same time a little bit sometimes because I feel like it, it should it shouldn't have to be like this in the world. But, mm-hmm. you know, everything happens for a reason and it's all God's plan. But, you know, yeah. I just feel like it could be there are ways that we
0: can all come together and one another. Yeah, I totally agree with you because it, it brings me to tears too. I totally get what you are saying because in my personal opinion, and this is my personal opinion, people, not everybody's, okay. but in mine, I feel like we're going backwards some. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I mm-hmm. feel like we was making a progress because I feel like my generations I'm a 90's baby people and I feel like my generation was that last good one where it wasn't so bad if I make sense um I, I didn't see like the difference of the white people and stuff like that you get what I'm saying I had a lot of good white people I met when I was a child in the 90's that dealt with us and they helped each other I, I seen them help each other and stuff not to say there wasn't bad ones too but I didn't see as much of it but as I got older right. and I was learning about it it just seemed like the world was going backwards especially oh with the killing and stuff it it just was going backwards for me and I was just right. like wow my daughter now is in a time where Martin Luther King was fighting for stuff like this mm-hmm. And now we're uh-huh. dealing with the same stuff again, and my daughter's growing up in this. Nice. So
1: yeah, I talk to you. I have to do, it. but I mean, just make think about, you know, keeping all the phones and all that stuff, or something on the corner. So
0: hold on, and say it again louder, right. cause it got a low, a low, low for me. Say it one more time.
1: Um, I was saying that I don't have kids yet but still it makes me think you know like for the kids like including your daughter that you know they wake up and they see the TV and it says well black man shot or black woman shot by police you know just for no for no reason so it's like you know kids can get traumatized from that or something at an early age because they start thinking or process and in their head okay is this how I'm going to get treated is this, is this what's going to happen to me I mean it makes you like that when you go outside your door are you gonna be able to come back home
0: exactly
1: if i get pulled over are they gonna lock me up i mean what they gonna do to me Mm -hmm. you know
0: i totally agree and i remember when i was younger i used to be excited to see a policeman you know what i mean especially Mm -hmm. when they came to my school and stuff because i knew that they got the bad guys and You know, in my neighborhood, we wanted them to get the bad guys. Because you you know what stuff we dealt with in our neighborhoods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, when it turns this way, there came a point in me growing up. And I will get to that question later in tea time. Mm. But there came a point in my life where I grew fear against the police. Right. I get nervous when they're behind me. Because every time I see a police... That switch come on that makes me realize don't forget you black when you're around mm-hmm. a police officer it's like that voice in your head pop up don't forget you black stand up straight make sure you look right cause I, I'm scared that if I do any little yeah, thing wrong aggressive. that something's gonna happen to me and I have a black son mm. and right. it's way more terrifying than it was before to me because there there was a stage where you had to worry about your son being taken from the streets but now you're telling me I gotta worry about the streets and the cops and it's a shame that my dad and my fiance have to remind me that when my son get a certain age I gotta have that conversation Mm. and that I gotta teach my son now that he can't do everything other kids do now even with right. him being the age he is. And my son's only five people. But I had to teach him how to do certain stuff. Especially when it comes to playing with other kids who are not his color. Of how to be around them. Right. Because if he do something wrong, they're going to take their word over mine. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God,
1: that's absolutely true, girl.
0: Yeah, so that that's a fear that I'm sure mm. a lot of mothers with sons feel. And I never knew what the saying mm. meant of you never know the true fear unless you're a black mother with a son. And now I know what they mean. Right. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I just... And again, you said, know, it's
1: not It's not even all police that are bad. I mean, there's good cops and there's bad mm-hmm. cops. But, I mean, with the series of events that's been happening, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it looks like it's been mostly bad cops here lately. mm mm-hmm. bad. So, it's, you know, it's just... It's... I don't know. It just makes you think,
0: man. It's just crazy. Yeah, and the and the part like my mom that said that she said that really irks me so is gotcha. when it comes to the cop situation, it has nothing to do with their color, just the color of the uniform. Because you can have right, a bad absolutely. black cop, you can have a bad white cop, Chinese cop, Mexican cop. It just mm-hmm. has to do with the color of their uniform. Ain't it funny how yep. the world can be so united when it comes to something negative?
2: Yeah, um, oh, no, girl, say it again. This this is nothing. thing. Okay, if it's like that, but you you, they, the cops killing people. But if they killed one of their dogs, police dogs, you see what them two dogs got? A big funeral. That, that they got shot in the line of duty, but a a young man got cut killed by a police officer.
0: Nothing
2: on purpose. Nothing. But two dogs
0: I'll never forget two that, dogs, and they did a TV special, and I'm dogs. I'm talking about in Pittsburgh Allegheny area where I live. I know, live.
2: I know that the dogs are important. I know that. I see that. I know that. Yeah, you're treating them like they're real cops, but I'm just saying. So is their life worth more my than my sons Because
0: they gave them a TV right. special.
2: It was it was a long funeral, and it was on TV. With for casket, for two girl. dogs. For two dogs. With Hi. casket. Yeah, two dogs.
1: Versus someone that they shoot or whatever the situation may be, they get nothing but you know more pain. The family is you know there's really
2: nothing happening. Mm-hmm. Right. But two police yeah. dogs.
0: Two police they dogs
2: and, and had police cars escorting them to the church
0: for police dogs and made sure the person who killed them got the justice for the dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all
1: of that mercy.
2: Two police dogs. So. You just showed... Another, like I know they're important to but still... Yeah, but at, yeah.
0: but at the same time, do you know what you just did to the young black boys' mind that sees that? Right. That teenage right. boys... Some young black boys, they don't understand. I, they got that fear and stuff, but I don't know if sometimes they can get that whole logic of it, right. but I'm sure a black teenager who saw that is looking like, they doing all this for a dog, but my cousin Romaine just got killed yesterday. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then nothing happens for him. Yeah. Yep. They just they just Who move on to the next them? case or next whatever they got going on.
2: Who paid for those two boys' the boys' Who paid for theirs? Mm. You paid for them two dogs. hmm Yep.
0: That's the daggone shame. But that's the point of why I love your book. Is that you're you're helping people realize this situation that we're talking about right here. We all have situations where we get treated bad, like I said... no matter what race you are... like she said... anybody in any race can be an Mm a-hole... that's right... but when it comes to... this justice system... Mm -hmm. it is broken for us... and it makes Mm -hmm. me sad... because I feel like... what did Dr. Martin Luther King... give his life up for? right... what did he sacrifice his life for? if we're still having the same issues that he did a non-violent protest for. And the same thing that he did and these people's going, Y'all's treating us the same way that y'all did Martin Luther King with throwing your gas mm-hmm. and stuff on us. Mm-hmm. You taser kids who was in their car who wasn't even a part of the protest. Right. It was in their car and you attacked them. Broke their window to open up their door. And taser them and stuff because they're stuck in the protest and they can't move their car?
1: Mm, Yeah. That was just
0: Something got to crazy. Something has to change.
1: Yeah. It's like something has to change and something has to give. But, you know, it it takes a village to do this. You know, it has to be people willing to. It's a lot of people that know that the justice system is broken. But, you know, it's a lot of people that also have to come together and want to do something about it, you know, or maybe it may take one person, but, you know, everything, everything is a process and it also takes a long time, but you also, you know, people also got to be willing to want to hear them about it.
2: Absolutely. to, To me too, it's also, it's not a seasonal thing. It's a all the time. Right. It's not a That's right. It's, right here, right here it's a continuing it's all constant, constant thing. thing. Exactly. Just it it ain't for now. No, it's a ongoing. Thing. Just like you do
0: your kids, keep nagging them till they get it right. And when it
2: gets right. when Did
0: not something just happen in Philadelphia with a, a
1: another black guy? Yes,
2: it yeah, did. yeah, You can not yeah. answer that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought it did.
0: I was reading
2: about that today. I was I mean, like, somebody, wow. Somebody, somebody who was in a Spike Lee movie or something. Mm. That's oh my good. goodness.
0: That's, and, that, and that's he sad. Can't, can't. But it's sad that to hear somebody say, and I heard somebody say this to me. I'll never forget when I was a teenager and stuff, and the black people was dying. And me and my friends was feeling sad about it or something. And one of the black dudes said, ain't you used to it by now? Wow.
2: Oh, my God. Wow. They said that to you?
0: Yes, and it was a black boy. Wow. But as I'm older and I think about it, I know, but I'm saying as I'm older and I think about it, I'm thinking, look how messed up y'all made that boy to make him even think that he should be used to it by now. Because then I was mad. I was a teenager. But now... That I'm an adult, and I'm a mother, and I went through my stuff, and I realized people are a certain way for a reason. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know
0: what happened in that boy's life, but something happened to him to make him think it's something normal to happen.
1: Absolutely. You know, since you bring that up, you know, I think that as far as, you know, anybody being racist or if you are, um, I think that has a lot to do with the way you're taught. You know, in the way that your parents and your grandparents was taught. And then when, you, when you're when you growing up, you know, they try to tell you, you know, what they experienced and what they went through. But they also have to realize that you have your own heart and your own mind. So you're going to feel how you feel, not how, not how they're going to feel.
0: Exactly.
1: Because exactly. they don't like a certain whoever don't mean that you got to be like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Say that, girl. We are our own persons with our own opinions, with our own feelings. Right, so you you can raise somebody to be a certain way, but you can't change the way somebody thinks you can't control that or what they feel, right, absolutely, so, my next question for you, since we're on this topic and everything is what kind of change do you think we need to make happen? if you had a choice, what kind of change would you start with first?
1: Um, I think that. Every race needs to get treated the same. I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, again, this is big. I think the justice system needs to be equal for everyone. Yeah, it needs to be rewritten from just from scratch. It needs whatever the justice system is now that somebody got wrote, It needs to be taken away and just rewritten. You know, that is fixed for everyone
0: to be treated equally. Exactly. I totally agree with you on
1: that. Because we're not getting anywhere with whatever they got going on now. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's not getting anywhere. It's still it's just repeating itself, repeating itself. Yeah. I think and you know, it's kind of yeah. like you know, how much more do we got to take? What yeah. what's gonna? What do we got to do?
2: Yeah, exactly. I think that we need some people to come forward. That they need to be on a board that is not police. To police to police. I want no policeman to police to police because you're gonna take her, your, you're gonna do their side. I want somebody who's not a policeman to come in here right? Know Absolutely, and we and we see we hear everything, but I'm not a cop, so I'm not gonna go with what you just said. I don't have to follow the rules that you got. I need to know basically what happened in the truth, Un, unfiltered right. by y'all, unseasoned by y'all. I want to make them right. That's what we need to do start there absolutely recurring because ain't, no, ain't, ain't anybody policing them mm-hmm. and if they is, they're cops too so that's that's like, yeah. like a cop like a doctor helping with the, 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 the doctor he's going to say he was right, he did the right thing he's a cop, he's a doctor Yeah, we don't, he don't want that's what he's he going to say the hospital gets sued, that must be my money too right, so I need somebody in there that's going to be non-biased right that's I agree what that's what we need, start there Yeah.
0: alright well, on the positive note, let's get into knowing you more as an author and getting a little bit up in your business. Not too personal, but your author business. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. what is next for you? After this book, where would you like to go next? What's your next step?
1: Um, I do plan to write another book. Um, I actually want to do a series um, hmm. of A Relentless Decade because again until justice uh i mean until change does become mm-hmm. what we need i know that it's going to be more continuing events like with what happened you know with the black Lives in philadelphia mm-hmm. so i did want to make it a series um so i'm going to continue to write um i would also like to um build a brand you know for authors Um, all over the world Um, I haven't quite came up with what I want to do but I want to get something to where we are all um, supporting each other more and we can just come you know together face to face you know supporting each other with our books and listening to ideas and stuff like that because we also need that as authors we also need support
0: exactly you are so right so my next question for your fans and your soon-to-be fans for people who will listen to this interview. <laughs> what do you want people to know about you as a person and an
1: author? Um, I'm very loving of Karen. I'm also a hard worker. Um, I put my all into anything that I do. And I'm definitely uh, a wife. I don't have any kids yet, but in the near future, um, I'm an author, of course. Um, and you know, I believe in faith and prayer. That's two of my biggest things because without faith and prayer, you know, Again. you need both of those things on a daily basis. All right All righty
0: now. Okay. I
1: know yeah. not for that. With faith and a prayer, anything is possible. It may okay. not come when you want it, but it's gonna come when it's meant for you. I okay.
0: uh, say that. Look, you know we Christian women <laughs> don't have us have church up in here.
1: Cause you know he <laughs> will. <Same> Thanks,
0: girl. <laughs> girl, I'll be right along with you. Do yeah. Won't he do it? Yes, he will.
1: Yes, girl, he will.
0: Yes. So, we're about to have a little bit, well, I don't want to say fun, but it's, it could be fun. It could be emotional. I don't know what it's going to be, so get your tissues. I don't know. Because okay. we are about to do what, Mom? Tea time. <laughs> <laughs> and tea time is when... We make a question that we discuss freely from the person's book that we are interviewing, whether it's based off of their title, the information they give you before you buy it, their character, or a certain phrase they may use. So are you ready for tea time with us, girl? Yes, girl. Let's get it. Alright, well, y'all, grab them teas, hold your clutch. We about to
1: start. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, so the tea time question for the day is when was a moment in your life mm-hmm. that the world reminds you that you are a black woman? When was a moment in your life when the world reminds you that you are a black woman? Who would like to go first, ladies? I'll go first.
2: You'll
0: go first? Go ahead,
2: Mom. Mm-hmm. She might want go first. Now, my my moment was when I said before that i did here with the school for here now whenever you get halfway done and you're when you're in school right you go to what they call uh-huh. a clinic or whatever so you do people come from the outside to get their hair done and stuff and stuff right and it's they don't pay as much as you could pay at a salon because we're learning on you now when you do this when you first people come in we're getting our stations ready and everything we're they, they get the tickets and they say what's going to happen and we get getting older now when we put that in order, the tickets are in order too. So the teacher don't pick a certain person out of order. You get lined up, and then whoever's next, you take that person, right? So that this particular day, was in line, I was supposed to be next. Whatever came in, it was going to be mine. But the man who came in, he was—he is in charge of the, the school. He came in to get his hair washed and get a manicure, and I was supposed to be next. But when he saw me, he didn't want me. But you're not to do that. You're not, you're not supposed to be able to do that. But they didn't take me. She picked. The, he picked the white girl who was behind me, right? But I said, you know, that's okay, cause the joke is on him, because she's very right. rough with her hands. And I was like, he don't know, but he just gave herself something that he only. He put himself in danger. He did. He did, cause nobody want to be her partner, because she's so rough on her head. She's, and I said, he, she gonna cut his hands up, cause she's too rough. And I said, uh-huh. you thought you did that, you put your own self out there. Could have had me, but now you're going to have somebody. Your is going to be sore. fingers going to be all cut up. That's fine. You want to hurt? That's what you got. So, yeah, that reminded me of that. And he wasn't allowed to do that. And he know better than that. He yeah. owns the school. You ain't supposed to You're not. You're not allowed to skip people like that. And he did that. Right. I said, that's okay, because that's what you got. Wow. Walked out of there with your hands hurt. That's
0: when they remind you he reminded you was a black busted up.
2: Mm-hmm, he did. He did. Mm-hmm. And he wanted the white girl behind me. That's fine. Because he don't even know. But I do. I'm like I'm smiling as he walk as she walking into the back. <laughs> I'm smiling. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he don't even know. <laughs> he don't even know. I sure hope he. I sure hope he got what he wanted so badly. He don't even know. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> he, like, he don't even know. You know, but, then, but I said, you know, what? that's okay because the person behind you that's gonna get me is gonna be like, thank God. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. So I, I was reminded, but and at first I, I felt really felt some kind of way, but I was like, you know what? i all right. Cause he gonna get, he don't know, but I do. I do. So at the mm-hmm. end of the day,
0: you got yes. the last laugh.
2: Yeah. He tipped her hundred dollars though, but that's, that's okay. Cause you got your head busted up. Your fingers cut. I'm fine. Let's
0: snap it out. <laughs> Mommy
2: got the last laugh. Good sugar mama. Get that last laugh. You guys, sometimes you got pick and choose. <laughs> pick and choose your bag about like, you know what? I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Go ahead. Mm. All, All right. right. Chantel, did you want to go
0: next or you want me to go?
1: Um, I'll go, well, I just want to say, you know, um, I think, well, I'm reminded of being a black woman every day.
0: Amen. But
1: I think, um, you know, let's just say me going to the grocery store, mm-hmm. um, you know, you get to the counter
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, you kind of have those cashiers that give you that little, oh, okay, she got to pull out an EBT card, but when mm-hmm. you pull them um, and pull out that debit card, because uh-huh. you make too much money to get EBT, you know, they'd be a little bit nicer to
2: you. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. once they see that you're paying with a debit card or cash, you know, they're a little bit nicer higher, but before, before they even know what you're going to use, you know, it's kind of like, That's hey, you know, that little dry hay or whatever the case yeah. may be, but then, yeah. when they see you pulling out cash or that credit card or whatever, oh, it's, you know, they're all nice mm-hmm. and have a good day. Mm-hmm. But when I first got here, you know, you we weren't even talking about being like that. I know, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what, I used to be
2: a cashier, but you know, I used to hate it whenever, People, people will be bad because the cashier didn't never want to do wick checks. And I was like, but then what you going to do when that, you got to be in line with a wick check? And I was like, mm-hmm. I ain't going to be like, right. you, you got, I, I had wick checks I've, too. So I'm like, I, I had a problem with that. I, they, I
0: they, they went agree. to Costco's. If those who don't know Costco's is basically Sam's Club. I went to Costco's, like you said, me and my sister, we, we live together, so we shop together. And we get a whole bunch of food for two houses. That's 12 people. Okay? Right. So, at Costco's you know it's bolts and everything. We had two carts and a half because I drive the go-kart because we don't want to have three. So we had two carts, I'm on a go-kart and I'm pulling a big cart behind me and my sister got her cart. And one of the workers had the nerve to ask us, did we work for one of them apps that deliver people's foods and stuff to them? Every single time we go in there they asked us, are you on one of them hubs or something or where you deliver people's food for them? And we're like, no, it's our food. They just it's assuming right, the
2: because we
0: black. No, this was, yeah, this was before the pandemic. But they was assuming because we was black that that's what we was doing. Not that we was getting that food for us and we didn't use no food stamps. No. They just assumed that. Right. So I totally get what you mean with the store thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um,. For my moment, that's not the one I want to tell though, but my moment, my moment was with the police. Mm. And I was a teenager. I had a, I had a bus pass that my um, sister let me use and I was on the bus with my friends and these other kids was on the bus and one of the kids left their wallet. Now, this is why black people sometimes have a problem doing a good deed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm still young. I don't know. I always did good deeds. So I got his wallet and I gave it to the bus driver, right? Mm Because that's what you would want your kid to do, right? To do the respectful, responsible thing. Right. The right thing, yeah. I, I gave the bus driver the kid's wallet and I said, one of the kids left their wallets on the bus. Here's his wallet. He said, okay, I'll keep it. And if you see him, tell him to call the bus station or whatever. He can get it from me. Okay. So I get off the bus. These kids, the a woman on the bus, I don't even know who it was, but they said a woman on the bus told them I stole their wallet. They told the cop. The cop met me as I came out of McDonald's. And they said that my bus pass was their bus pass. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, this is my bus pass. I had it when I got on the bus, my sister gave it to me. I've been wearing it around my neck the whole time. And he's like, no. He said, but their wallet's missing and stuff, and everybody's saying they saw you take the wallet. I said, I did not take the wallet. My friends are there with me saying she did not take the wallet. She gave it to the bus driver. And the bus driver said that he'll be back in about 30, 40 minutes, and the person can get their wallet back. So the man took the kid's side. Man you, they're black, but the white friend's speaking for him. So he took their side. And I'm like, no, I called my mom on the phone, Mm -hmm. mind you, because now he's making it like he's not going to let me go nowhere until we figure Um. this out over a bus pass. So I got my mom on the phone in my pocket so she can hear. I'm telling my mom what's happening while he's talking to other kids. Mm -hmm. He yells at me and said, I didn't tell you you can call anybody on the phone. I put my phone in my pocket. And this man got so loud and aggressive towards me
1: mm-hmm.
0: saying, I need to stop that. And we're going to figure this out. And he said, that's their bus pass. And I believe you sold it. And I said, I did not. This man searched me. First of all, know your rights, people, because I was a teenager. He's a male man. is not allowed to search a female. You are allowed to request for a female officer to come and search you. It is your right as a female. I did not know that. I'm a teenager. Mm -hmm. And this man fully searched me with my hands against his vehicle with my legs spread out. And I'm only 15 when this happened. And the Uh. man made me give my bus pass to the other kids. He didn't do no investigation. He didn't wait for the bus driver to come back. Mm -hmm. He gave my bus pass to the kids. Told them they could go help me there for 20 minutes. And I had to wait for the last bus to come downtown to go home with no money.
1: Mm-hmm. So now rest.
0: I'm sitting there trying to my mom heard what happened. And I'm trying to see how I can get money. Now, luckily, an older woman saw what happened and she gave me the bus money to go home. Because I would have mm-hmm. been stuck downtown. And he didn't give a dang if I did. He left. And when we came uh. back to look for him because one of my mom's friends worked with the cops down there and stuff, they all said they didn't know who he was. They didn't know where he was.
2: Mm-hmm. They
0: all covered for him.
2: That's what I mean. They all was covered for him. And so I called the police station and I asked for, I asked, I asked for the one who, who worked downtown He was like, well, he's not in right now. I said, well, let me speak to his supervisor. Well, the supervisor ain't hey, nobody ain't in right now. Oh, that's okay. I'll come down there and talk to somebody.
0: But that's when I had my woke moment as a black girl that because i was black my words meant nothing because they had their white friend speak for them and he was jewish he took his side and it wasn't even his bus pass but he's speaking for them and he's white so you listen to his words and not my words and you violated me because you was not supposed to search me you was a man right and you took advantage of my unknown knowledge
1: mm-hmm.
0: to do what you wanted to do. And that was wrong. So, ever since then, yeah. I did not do cops anymore. And that's what reminded me that I was a black woman. And I was scared to ever do a good deed like that again. Because I'm like, I helped somebody and gave them the wallet. And don't you know when we called the bus company, you know what they said? We got the wallet down here and the bus passes in it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. My
0: mom called the bus company mm-hmm. To let them hear them yeah, say
2: That you the bus driver out. had the wallet
0: And the wallet had everything in it The money, the ID, and the bus pay And the bus driver knew So they
2: didn't they didn't even even cop the cop basically
0: driver. stole off of me And took they my, my bus pay They didn't
2: even ask the bus driver That's what I'm talking about That's why we need people who are not police To police them Because they took up off the other ones And we didn't even get to the one who did it so, mm-hmm. That don't make that sound.
0: Yeah, but that, that's why my generation is scared of the police because of stuff like that.
2: Can you right. imagine
0: being a 15-year-old girl and a man who's six-something foot tall being aggressive and yelling at you in your face where you feel his saliva hit your face? Mm.
1: And he uh, won't let you that. leave?
0: And you can't ask for help because he is the help. yeah, yeah so if that shook you to the core then you need to read our girl Chantel Jennings book Mm -hmm. so she can help you understand from both sides of generations of how Sister Goose felt in that moment and how we need to make a change and how we need to wake up and we need to stand together something needs to be different so can you please tell everyone where they can go purchase your book at and where they can follow you whatever you want them to know the floor is yours
1: Um, You can follow me on Facebook. Um, I have an author page, which is author Chantel J. My book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, And I also have copies on hand that I can send to you. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Chantel Jennings, of course.
0: All right, y'all. So y'all heard her. Please go and purchase her book. I promise you, this is a good book for you. If you want to get educated, not just book-wise, but street-wise, emotional-wise, see how the system is not fair to everyone. Please read this book. And like she said, when you read her book, read it with an open heart, an open mind, and be able to reflect on yourself. So... Sister Chantelle Jennings thank you for coming to our show today
1: thank you for having me on your show
0: uh, you are so welcome so you know what this mean now right that we did our interview right um no this mean that you are now officially a Black, Black Girls, Girls Inc, Inc. member give her a snap and when you are a Black Girls Inc member this Congrats. is not just a one time thing this is for life We welcome you to come back to the show, especially whenever you have another book that's about to come out. Mm -hmm. Hit us up. You are always welcome to come back on here. And whenever we do other special events, we would love to invite you to come on with us to do Mm -hmm. things too. All right? Thank you so much. You are so welcome. All right, everybody. Well, that is our show. I'm your girl, Sister Goose. And I'm
2: Sugar Mama.
0: And we are
2: Black Black Girls, Girls
0: Inc. Inc. Snap you later.